0: Welcome to the Before 30 podcast, inspiring conversations about life and work with your host, Auntie Janine and Nephew Trey. Welcome back to Before 30, everyone. This is Nephew Trey. I'm in the building today. Um, And actually, it's just me in the studio. Auntie Janine is out. She is out chasing the bag, trying to close some deals, execute some contracts. So we wish her all the best. But um, you guys are stuck with me today. And so we're gonna have a good time, good time, good time. I hope everyone's been doing well and taking care of themselves. We're starting to move into the fall season. And so hopefully you are changing that wardrobe, starting to pull out those coats, get those long pants, those scarves and everything ready. Um, because the weather's changing. It's really, really changing. And so just to catch all up on my life a little bit, Big changes have been happening. Big, big, big changes. So my fiance, Shauna and I, uh, this is big news. Not many people know, and I'm actually going to have to send some text messages out before this episode airs, but we have decided to relocate. Um, We were living in New York at the time, or we've been in New York for the past year. It's been an amazing experience. We were living in Brooklyn and Crown Heights. Um, She had a, Shauna got a great job up there. Um, so we transitioned up to New York for her career, but she is now able to work remote for a year. So we are moving to, drum roll please. Atlanta. We moving to Atlanta, y'all. Um, so for many of you, you know that I lived in Atlanta for three and a half years. I um, kind of started my career here right after I finished school. Um, all of my friends are here, just I know Atlanta really well. So we're super excited to be here. Um, we actually, I'm not sure when this episode will air, but we've actually found a location, found an apartment in Midtown. So we're super, super, super excited. So I might be seeing some of you guys in person over the next year, we'll at least be here a year. So hopefully in 2021, we can all connect together in person. I'm going to have just a really good time because we really want to see you. Auntie Janine and I, we are both um, missing being out there and connecting with you. So I hope everyone is, you know, remaining safe and having a good time and looking forward to the changing seasons and everything that will be coming up. So this episode, we're talking about one of my favorite topics. So Auntie Janine has given me the liberty to just talk about a few things as it relates to travel. Um, and as many of you know, I love to travel. Travel is a big part of my personal and professional life, um, and it's just something I enjoy doing. And so today, we're just going to talk a little bit about traveling, how to make it affordable, why you should travel, um, some things to keep in mind before you are making plans for a trip, when you're traveling, um, how to make the trip, how to make the most out of that trip, um, and then kind of when you return back to your your normal day-to-day life, how to really kind of unpack the trip and get the most out of it. So. Uh, let's just jump right on into it. So I'll give you guys a little bit. Uh, we kind of talked about it um, before, but traveling is is very important to me. Like I said, I have had the opportunity to travel a lot within the United States um, as well as abroad, and it really is a way for me to get out of my comfort zone, um, really stretch myself, um, learn a new area, uh, meet new people. Uh, try new things, create new experiences. So, um, I love an adventure. I love, you know, trying something new. So traveling is very, very exciting and rewarding for me. Um, I know some people it can be, it can bring, bring about a lot of anxiety. Um, but hopefully we can talk through some ways to lower that anxiety and really find out how to make traveling like a, an enjoyable experience. Um, so let's jump on into it. Um, so, these are just I just put together some some list or a list of things that I do before planning a trip. All right. So, before the trip there's so much that has to get done before a trip. Um some people do checklists. I'm not a big checklist person. I should be, but you know, that's just not how I roll. But these are some things that actually sh- really should be taken into consideration. So, uh the first thing when you're thinking about your trip, it's like How much time are you going to take you know are you doing something that's a long weekend you just maybe need to take off a friday um, or monday if you have weekends off are you doing a whole week you know how much time are you truly trying to spend um on this trip or this vacation and then additionally are you trying to spend all that time in one place or are you trying to do multiple places Um, these are things to consider because now if you're thinking about multiple locations, now you have to think about travels. If you're flying, you have to think about flight times, um, and transportation. So the first thing to really do is kind of think about where you want to go. um, and then think about how many days, um, and then always just remember when you're planning this trip, just always work in, you know, contingencies. You know, do you need extra time to get from one airport to another? Is there a layover? Um, What's the travel time between hotels and airports? Um, So really the first thing you wanna do is build out that schedule, um, just so you know when the trip is beginning um, and when it's ending. That'll help you kind of fill in a lot of gaps. Um, And so kind of leave some blocks of time um, in there because like I said, flight times, Um, depending on your budget, you may have to be a little bit more flexible and flying at certain times of the day. So just kind of keep that, keep that in mind. And then the next thing is to really think about what kind of trip, uh, you want and who you're traveling with. So you can do a solo trip. I've done that. That's been a great experience. You don't have to think about anybody else's wants needs. You can be completely selfish. Um, and you can plan the whole trip out or do absolutely nothing. And once you get there do it all by yourself and figure it out as you go or think about the dynamic of a group trip if you're doing a group trip really really think about the people who are going on your trip (laughs) you know I've been blessed to have a a good travel group and we've taken numerous trips you know within the states as well as abroad together and everyone just kind of knows their roles but if you're traveling with a new group of people definitely manage those expectations talk about you know what does everyone want to get out of this trip do we all need to you know spend time together Um, what are the rules see what everyone wants to get out some people really want to have this be a relax some people may want this to be very relaxing they may want to recharge whereas others are trying to you know conquer the world you know they're trying to do hiking they're trying to you know go to the beach and swimming and scuba diving and do all this so really kind of have those conversations up front um, so that the energy that you bring into the trip is there and that there's no drama. So yeah, that's taking a trip alone as well as group trips. But then also if you're doing a uh, a trip with a significant other, if you and Bay are trying to do a little vacation, talk with their significant other about what they want. If y'all want some romantic things planned for the trip, uh, you know, that's something that to consider as well that, you know, is this trip more of a romantic trip? or is this more of a group trip or individual trip? That'll help you kind of really set the tone of the trip. And then if you are, you know, got a situationship, if you out here getting flued out, you know, that could be uh, something you need to think about as well. (laughs) You know, I don't have much advice on that, but you know, turn to your local hip hop artist or rap artist and they can give you the rules on a situationship. So yeah. And then after that, uh, think about luggage. This one is very important because I've, I got a story. So, well, my rule is I don't travel with anything more than a carry on, even no matter how long it is. I think the longest I've done is I know I've done 10 days, but I feel like I've done 14 days with just a travel or uh, just a carry on. And I know people think that sounds so crazy. It's like, well, how are you gonna pack enough clean draws and all of this stuff? And how do you fit everything in the carry on? But I tell you one, I always make sure I choose places where I can wash my laundry. Um, so that helps. And it's just so important because when you're traveling, especially if you, if you're traveling, if your mode of traveling does not require you, um, to use a plane, if you're just kind of driving, um, or if you're maybe on a cruise, you can take a larger suitcase. But if you are traveling by plane, you have to check luggage. And the way I travel, checking luggage can just be a headache, just to be honest with you. You gotta get to the airport earlier. Um, There's weight restrictions. Um, Also, if you're connecting a flight, but you have a long layover, getting your bag can be difficult. And, And that's the story I wanna share is we, my buddies and I took a trip to Colombia, and we had to um, connect in Panama and we had like a 19 19 hour layover in Panama. And then I had a check bag, something that I I took a carry-on but because of the weight of the plane or something, they had to check my bag. When they checked my bag, like it was this whole ordeal to get my carry-on bag out of the check bag, like room that was in the back. So we spent like an hour trying to get my bag and I'm just like, I will never check a bag again. It's just, it, it can limit you also if you need to get on an earlier flight. So say for instance, your flight is at 5 PM, but you know, plan changes, you want to get on a 12 uh, PM flight or actually, no, we can't say 12 PM. Let's do something like, uh, a... so if your original flight's at 5 PM, but you want to get on like a 3 PM flight, if you've already checked your bag on the 5 PM flight, Most airlines will not allow you to get on that 3 p.m. flight because you have to fly with your luggage. So, you know, and then what if your 5 p.m. flight gets delayed? Like, it's just, I I can't, I, I don't deal with check bags because it just limits your options of, of changing your, your flight plans when you're at an airport. And so if you know, if you've flown before or flown a lot and you've had delayed flights, um, it can just be a nightmare. So definitely, you know, kind of think about, you know, what your luggage situation is. How much do you really need to take with you? Do you really need a separate outfit for every day? Or can you, you know, wash clothes, stay in an Airbnb, you know, do laundry at a hotel, you know, and that'll help you kind of manage the space that you need. And then uh, the fun part, what everybody wants to talk about is money, 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 money. So how do you pay for your trip? Well, the first thing I would say is definitely budget. If you are the person that really likes to spend a lot of money when you vacation and you need a lot of money to really experience it the way you want to, set a budget and plan for it. Um, if this is saving weekly, monthly, uh, put the monthly expenses aside, put it in the budget and you know pay it off. Um, I know a lot of my friends and some folks that use travel advisors, Um, this is a great way to kind of put a deposit down secure everything um, and then make payments over you know a certain amount of time and so i usually try to book the flight first Um, hotels depending on where i'm staying um, i can be a little bit flexible with kind of the lodging but the first thing is definitely book the flight or book you know if you're driving book the rental car whatever your mode of transportation is to get to that place uh, book that and then the second thing should definitely be where you stay. So I'm pretty cheap. I I want to pay as little to travel as much and as far as I want to. <laughs> and so my way of accomplishing both of those goals is through credit card points. Um, I am, you know, the credit card connoisseur. I probably have 15 to 20. Um, now, let me be very, very clear about this. Credit cards are used or I use credit cards as a way to maximize my traveling. I do not carry a balance, a monthly balance on any of my credit cards. So we're not paying interest um, on my credit cards. So if you and credit cards have a bad relationship and y'all don't get along, this may not, what I'm about to say may not be for you, but if you are a person that, you know, really wants to be able to maximize credit cards, be able to get some, some free rewards, this the, this next portion is for you. Do not be out here tripping with these credit cards because you will find yourself in debt. And I have my own credit card debt story, so it's real. But what I do is there. there's two um, websites I highly recommend everyone checking out. If you're in the market for a new credit card, um, you can look at The Points Guy or Nerd Wallet, and they really kind of give this great overview about credit cards. Each credit card has its own reward system. So I usually only do cashback and travel rewards cards. So what this means is if you for a cashback card, if you spend you know thousand dollars that credit card may say, you know, I'll give you 1% cash back on all of your purchases. So what this means is it just reduces your thousand dollar balance by 1%. Um, so you're technically paying less for what you charged. Um, But what I really like, what I'm interested in, because traveling is a big part of my life, I love travel credit cards. And how this works is for every dollar I spend, um, I get a certain amount of points. Um, And certain credit cards will give you more points if you spend them on certain purchases. So whether it's food, whether it's transportation, you know, cable, internet, cell phone services, they might give you two or three times the points um, if you use your credit card for those purchases. So think about it throughout the month, you're buying different things. You're Ubering, you might put your credit card on auto pay. You might put your you know, cable, if people still have cable, or your Netflix on your, your credit card. All of these charges that are going on your credit card, you're actually earning points. And so these points accumulate over time and then they can be redeemed. And so I love credit cards that have um, a great redemption value. So the two credit cards I have right now, the ones, you know, that I really like. I have my Chase um, rewards card. So, my Chase Sapphire, a great all around universal travel card. Um, I think you get some bonus points on certain purchases. Um, but where this really comes in handy is on the redemption side. So, regardless of how I accumulate the points, like I said, it might, when I, I'm accumulating the points, it might just be one point or it might be three times the point based on what I, I purchase. When I redeem it, for anything travel related that I redeem those points for, I get a multiplier, which is 25% for very simple numbers. If I want to buy, um, if I have a hundred points, I can, that hundred points converts to $125 worth of spending, um, through the chase reward system. So simple, simple math, you know, you get that extra 25% multiplier when you're redeeming those points for travel. So that's kind of how I like to use it. Uh, another credit card I love that I got, somebody put me on game, um, was the Southwest um, companion pass. So this is huge. Southwest is now my preferred airline. It just fits my lifestyle. Um, before everyone, before COVID started, you know, affecting people's travel, Southwest had no change fees. Um, Southwest, you could also cancel your flight and use it for, you know, a future flight. So me and Southwest or Southwest and I, we we became real tight. So my fiance and I would fly a lot and somebody put me on game to this companion pass. And what the companion pass is, once you accumulate a certain amount of points um, in a given year, you're eligible for a companion pass. This means you get to choose someone that gets to fly for free. You gotta pay the taxes, but essentially it's free for a whole, for the remainder of the year that you earn the companion pass as well as the next year. So my fiance and I, we knew 2020, we were getting married. I had a bachelor party. She had a bachelorette party. We both traveled to Florida. We had an engagement party. The actual wedding was going to take place. You know, we were moving to New York, all of this good stuff. So we knew all of that was going to take place. So we said in 2020, we were going to get the companion pass. So what this means is we essentially get to travel two for one, for the remainder of 2020 as well as 2021. So if you got a boo, a bae, a significant other, a brother, a sister, a cousin, anyone that you travel with a lot, um, this is a great option as well because it's, it's like two for one. And something very important to remember about any credit card is that most credit cards have what's called an annual fee. So remember that even if you're signing up for a credit card, there is an annual commitment you are making. And the credit card where where the real value is, um, yes, there's value in kind of the acquiring points um, and redeeming them but also there are huge, huge incentives for when you first sign up for a credit card. So many of these companies are gonna be offering tens and thousands of points um, when you first sign up. So just remember that first year you're gonna receive a lot of points. It's gonna be great, it's gonna be exciting, but remember after that each year there is an annual fee and you know those bonus points you're gonna get in the first year don't no longer be there. So credit cards are a great way to really think about or they're really great to use to help offset a lot of the costs. Um, And it just kind of becomes a part of your lifestyle. You're spending this money anyway, you might as well get some type of reward for it. Um, So budgeting is very important, even if you're still using points, um, budgeting for the trip, truly understanding the cost of your travel, your lodging, your food, your entertainment, all of that's important and you really wanna incorporate that into your budget. And then before you go on your trip, definitely think about what activities you wanna do. Think about the terrain of the place where you're going. Some places, you know, are islands, they have beaches, but then they also have, you know, mountains. You can do hiking. If you're going somewhere where the weather is cool, there's a lot of snow. um, Just think about what activities you really want to do, what type of environment you want to be in. That's really important. And then last thing, housing. So housing is really, it's an individual thing. I know a lot of people. You want to make sure, first and foremost, that it's safe. Um, you're traveling to a place that you may not be familiar with, um, so safety is key. Um, and everyone, you know, defines safety different. But whatever your personal definition of safety is, you know, make sure you incorporate that into your housing accommodations. But there are a lot of options. So when you're traveling, making sure your housing is taken care of is very important. I I do a lot of different housing accommodations. So I've stayed in about every accommodation. So hotels, hostels, um, all-inclusive resorts, villas, Airbnbs, private homes, I've done it all. So definitely use maybe a search engine, um, use different tools to really figure out what is a, um, a good accommodation for you. So for hotels, um, I like to use bookings.com It's just, it gives you a great overview and some great pricing, but then also check out like the specific resort or hotel you might be interested in. Um, they may have some good, they may have some good discounts and then hostels. Everyone has their thoughts on hostels. When I was early in my twenties and I was traveling with, you know, my group of guys, we loved hostels um it was very affordable and it, uh, it allowed us a lot of flexibility you know you do have to make sure you don't take too much stuff with you um, so that you can lock there might be private lockers um, or like private rooms that have like five beds in a room um sometimes there's like eight to tw- 10 12 beds in a room so you know you have to figure out what your comfortability level is with staying with strangers um some of them also have private bathroom so you can limit the number of people you're sharing a bathroom with some are pretty much like a hotel you have your own bed your own bathroom um, but there's a nice common space and they're really um, affordable if you're traveling in the u.s there's not a lot of hostels but when you travel abroad um, it's very common for a lot of a lot of folks traveling to use hostels so check out hostel world that's a website i use a lot um, so, and I think there's ways to, you just may have to put a small deposit, um, and then you can pay the remaining balance once you arrive. So again, another, um, element of flexibility where you don't have to pay for everything up front. As far as villas, villas are a great way to travel as well. A villa is pretty much a souped out house <laughs> or like a private home. Um, some villas, um, in the career, in the Caribbean, I've, I haven't stayed at a villa yet. We were supposed to stay at a villa for our wedding, but um, it was coming with a tennis court. They had a butler, a cook, um, a security person. So it's really like your own private mini estate, and it's really nice. Uh, so consider some villas. You this this way you can feel like you're at home. You might you have your own bedroom, your living room. A lot of villas have pools, um, so it's a nice way to. To me, it feels like a real relaxing way to, to stay when you're on vacation. So there's a lot of things to really consider before your trip. I mean, sometimes we get really creative, my my friends and I, depending on depending on what type of trip it is. We'll have the Google Docs going and, you know, putting all of the flights and the, the locations and the parties and things we want to attend. But then other times it's just like, Hey, we know we want to go to this place. Let's book the flights. You know, we'll figure out lodging when we get there and I don't know, kind of not necessarily when we get there, but we'll do that maybe a month before. Um, so yeah, just planning before the trip, knowing yourself, taking some time to really think through how you're going to pay for the trip, you know, how you want to pack for the trip, what, what's going to happen on the trip, any activities, what the mood will be, what the tone will be, um, spend some time there and, um, that'll help you make sure your trip is uh, really enjoyable. So now you have landed to your destination. So how do you get the most out of your trip? For me, I really, I like to save money. I'm cheap. So planning for the trip while I'm on the trip when I return home. So of course I'm always thinking about ways to save money. So I like to uh, buy some groceries um, when I'm there. Some people, if you're staying outside of an all inclusive space, you have to figure out what you're gonna eat. And so this means eating at, you can eat at local restaurants, you can eat at restaurants that are, you know, pretty similar into what your, your, what's the word, your home country's food is like. Um, or you can cook. So I like to do a mix of really eating the local food and cooking. Um, I'm a breakfast person, so I usually cook breakfast every day. I love me some eggs. Um, when I was eating <laughs> pork, I was eating bacon. But um, yeah, just maybe making an omelet, throw some veggies and stuff into the omelet, and, and you know, that's an affordable way to have breakfast. So definitely, some ways you can save money are, you know, by either buying groceries and cooking, or finding affordable local foods. Experimenting a little bit, see what you like, what you don't like, um, and then just finding a nice local restaurant. And then also, you can leave the resort. So if you're staying at a resort, definitely leave the resort. And if it's if it's safe, leave some of the tourist areas. Like go into the city. Um, really interact with the locals. Um, understand. You know what are some of the local cuisines. Um, and try them. And I also say, be the more you try to become culturally uh, competent or understanding the cultural norms you'll see how friendly everyone is and interacts. So something I also uh, really recommend, and I do this is really trying to learn the language uh, before you go. So you don't have to become fluent. No, it's something to become fluent, but food is, is really key. Like understanding how to say spicy or I'm allergic to, you know, whatever you're allergic to, <laughs> you know, learning how to communicate this in the local language is very important. Uh, you know, me, I don't like ice in my drinks. So learning how to say without ice, um, is very important because once you kind of leave those tourist areas, um, if you're, you know, an English speaker, once you leave those tourist areas, a lot of, um, you know, the, the locals might not speak English, so it's really, it's a great way to build um, a rapport with the locals. And it's also a great way to just kind of, you know, experience another culture because you really need, you know, if you're a picky eater. Um, you need to be able to communicate what you want and what you don't want. So food is a great way to save money. Um, getting around, there's a lot of ways to get around. I like, yeah, like I said, I like to take the most economical route. So, um, uh, mass transit is huge. If you're in a real developed city or country that has mass transit, like a, a buses or trains, um, take those, those are great ways to kind of get around the city. Also don't be afraid to take a taxi. Some countries have kind of the official taxi system, but then they usually they can charge, uh, tourists a lot more, but then some kind of have an unofficial taxi system. Like I said, safety first. Um, but you know, you, if you are able to learn kind of the unofficial taxi system, um, you know, that's another way to get around. Also look for free activities. Some of the free activities I like to do going to the beach. The beach is free like going, sitting on the beach, taking you, you know, your little Bluetooth speaker, packing you um, some snacks, or even eating the local food on the beach. Um, Going to the beach is a great way to just experience a country. There could be entertainment there. So this is a great affordable way to kind of have that experience. Um, Museums, taking a hike, really explore like the natural terrain. You can do, if you're an outside person, you can go, you can do some hiking, like I said, you can go to the beach, also do a city tour. That's something that we always do when we go. My buddies and I, when we go to a new city, we do a walking tour. You know, when we went to Bogota, we did a walking tour. So they taught us about, you know, the, the history of the city, the history of the country, um, the art scene there, the local social scene. So nightclubs, restaurants, um, you really just learn a lot about the the. Uh, the city, and it's a great way to, you know, get free advice and kind of referrals. Um, and it's a great way to start your trip. You already have a foundation. So I definitely, definitely recommend doing a walking tour. Um, and then just be respectful and, and, and learn, you know, think about how you would want to be treated in your country. So, um, you're an immigrant you're traveling, well, you're not necessarily an immigrant, but you're a tourist, um, you're traveling to a new place. Um, be respectful of their culture and, and learn people really, the tourists love to engage with, um, or excuse me, the locals really love to engage with tourists who are open-minded and are meeting them halfway. Um, don't bring your own ideas of how you need to communicate, how you need to dine, how you need to travel. Um, just really be open to kind of, you know, exploring and learning. And finally make sure to take a lot of pictures and photos. You know, these are memories that last a lifetime. So if it's a girl's trip, a guy's trip, a bachelor party, birthday party, you and Bae's first trip, take a lot of tri- or take a lot of photos. These are great memories that you might not have an opportunity to do again. And so really live in the moment and have a great, great time. And so once all the fun is done and you're get, you're back home, um, Debrief the trip. Make sure, actually, give yourself a day to like unwind. I know sometimes if it's a weekend trip, you got folks flying back on Sunday, and you got to be to work Monday at 8 a.m. Like, if you can, and if your schedule allow it, incorporate that into the trip. Think about it. You've got to wash clothes. You've got to unpack. Um, if you've been traveling, you might have jet lag. You know, different time zones. Also, just to get settled into get reacclimated. You know, you might need to go buy groceries or do something when you get back home. So give yourself at least a day, um, just to kind of unwind, get situated, get back settled in. Um, so that you're, you know, you're not running yourself deeper into the ground. So give yourself some time, make friendships, anyone. I really like connecting with people when I'm traveling. So it, you know, WhatsApp is what I use to communicate depending on your, you know, cell phone provider. Um, being able to communicate is very important when you're abroad or you're traveling. So if you're going abroad, um, definitely check with your cell phone provider on, you know, what your, what your international plan may be. If you're staying local, you know, you're good to go. But if you meet someone, a local, um, feel free to exchange contact information. This is how you may find out where, you know, restaurant recommendations are, or, you know, certain forms of entertainment. But when you get back to the States, know, definitely communicate if you've exchanged contact information with someone on your travel let them know hey you've made it back i had a great time Um, this is a great way to just kind of build that relationship um and you know you never know you might be there uh in that country again you may have friends that are going there and you can connect them with someone so just always make sure that if you're abroad you're keeping the lines of communication open and once you get home um make sure just to follow up with those people that you know you've touched base with and exchanged contact information with. They'll appreciate it to know that you made it back safely and you never know the next time you may um, need to be in touch with them. And then my favorite part is start planning the next trip. Think about what you enjoy, what you didn't like and then write all that down and make sure you incorporate it into the next trip. So traveling is fun. I enjoy it. I love taking um, trips. I'm at the point in my life where I want to take, one international trip every year. Uh, I love experiencing a new country. I love getting passport stamps. Um, And so it's really just been a, a huge part of my personal and professional growth and development. And in particular, when I think about how it has made me grow professionally, traveling specifically, the work environment is so diverse. So I work with people from all different backgrounds, all different nationalities. Um, some folks who have accents, who don't have accents. I'm sure they're saying the same thing about me. Um, and so it really, even religious backgrounds. Uh, so traveling really gives you insight into their world, um, where they're coming from, and being a part of a global workforce. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, we have clients from all backgrounds. Um, so it's really important to be able to to connect with clients and. And just understand at the end of the day, we're all human and so traveling has really done that for me uh, professionally um, as well as personally. So we'd love to really hear from everyone out there. You tell us, what do you do on your trips? How do you plan for your, you know, any vacation or trip you're about to take? Um, If there's anything I haven't mentioned, like we want to want to hear from you um, because everyone travels differently and we want to be able to share, you know, your thoughts with the rest of the audience and so, Traveling before 30 can be an amazing experience to connect with friends, build relationships. Um, I was a part of the before 30 uh, group when I first moved to Atlanta. It was a young black professionals group and we took trips. I didn't go on the trip, but there was a trip scheduled to, um, I think, Gatlinburg. They did one of the ski weekend trips or something like that. I couldn't make it work, but it was a huge trip a lot of people you know went had a great time built a lot of relationships some people got a little close you know but other than that not even other than that but you know these trips are, are really critical to building friendships and relationships and a lot of these can last a lifetime so so definitely get out there travel conquer the world and always remember you're a masterpiece and a work in progress Thank you for listening to the Before 30 Podcast. Help us grow by subscribing and commenting on today's show. The Before 30 Podcast is owned and operated by Before 30 LLC. Be sure to connect with us on our website at before-30.com and follow and like us at Before 30 on all social media platforms.